0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Quantum Business Insights, emerging perspectives on people, process, and profits. Your host is Olivia Parr-Rood. In today's fast-paced, high-tech global economy, the business landscape is constantly evolving. To be successful, companies must continually adapt as well as identify and exploit new opportunities. Now, here is the host of Quantum Business Insights, Olivia Parr-Rood.
1: Hi, Olivia here. Welcome to Quantum Business Insights where each show we explore new perspectives on the changing nature of business with thought leaders from around the world, and with a special emphasis on what I feel is our most valuable asset, our human capital. So today I'm thrilled to have as my guests Andrew Cameron Bailey and Connie Baxter Marlowe, and we'll be discussing Top Line Economics, Shifting Frequencies for Prosperity. But before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Andrew and Connie. They are original thinkers, filmmakers, and social philosophers whose films, books, workshops, and public appearances spread their optimistic vision for the future of humanity. Coming from divergent life experiences, they reached a similar conclusion that the prevailing paradigm is missing important information about the nature of reality. So they challenge a number of basic assumptions which have driven humanity's behavior for millennia. Connie and Andrew speak from a reality in which the following assumptions are absolute. We live in an infinitely conscious, loving, interconnected, and abundant universe where free will and the power of consciousness create the life we experience. Their book and workshop, The Trust Frequency, 10 Assumptions for a New Paradigm, distills their worldview into a framework within which one can access the abundance that is our birthright. So Connie and Andrew, welcome to Quantum Business
2: Insights. We are happy to be here, Olivia. Yeah, it's an honor, Olivia. Hi, thank you.
1: Hi, you're welcome. Yes, and both good friends of mine. So it's such a treat to have you here. So as you know, my show primarily focuses on the quantum approach to business. So this is such a perfect fit. And when I read your book, The Trust Frequency, I knew immediately I wanted to talk to you both. So can you share with our listeners how shifting their frequency might help them be more successful in business and in life in general?
3: Well, Olivia, our book is... Called the trust frequency. And we have the understanding that once we shift our vibratory level, our personal frequency, by walking in total trust of a conscious loving universe that we enter into a completely other reality where the laws are actually different. We think that that the systems and the man-made laws here in this world that we've created is the only game in town. Well, it's the only game in town in this frequency, and we have the free will to shift our frequency and, and the ability to shift our frequency and our businesses' frequency and and we we believe that once we do that and we enact certain principles that our bottom line goes crazy into more abundance than we can fathom we 've been strangling this abundance with this this bottom line economics I call it bottom line economics and and we 've come forward with a top line economics, what we put in at the top. Determines our frequency, and um, so, and those aspects of uh, that shift our frequency uh, for top line economics are trust, integrity, generosity, respect, inspiration, love, cooperation, and gratitude. If we actually do those things, not just talk them, but actually live them and put them into practice in our businesses, it shifts everything. That's really, that's so inspiring.
1: So I'm sure people hear this, they have heard lots of things about, you know, you change your mind, you change your life. So um, I could see ways to be generous, uh, grateful, cooperative. What about people who might say, well, I try this, but most of the time it doesn't work or I find it hard to sustain. Um, are there things that you can suggest for people? Like, let's say they're just excited about trying this, but they haven't really practiced these skills. What would you suggest for someone like that as maybe a first step?
2: All right, um, Olivia. It's really based on our assumptions, this, the worldview that we have all inherited is essentially fear-based. For example, economics is based on the principle of scarcity, the fear that there will not be more tomorrow, so we have to hoard, so we have to compete. So if we could change our assumptions, if we could actually accept a, an alternative set of core beliefs that are different from the ones we were raised with most likely not 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 everybody but most human cultures certainly most in most developed countries today are living in a world based on the old Newtonian reductionist paradigm where you have the me- mechanistic universe it's hard to Trust a, me- a mechanical universe that doesn 't even know you exist. on the other hand, if you flip that and you realize that you are living you are a living part of a conscious loving universe that 's enormously different, and it allows you to base your reality or your life on principles of trust it 's literally re- literally like upgrading your operating system. The human mind runs on a series of beliefs, opinions assumptions and we took them on as little children unconsciously we never gave them any analytical thought and once we um did once we decide to have a look this is this is part of the work we do part of the workshops we do actually encourage people to examine their their core beliefs their fundamental assumptions and just just because we can we can take something on we can take we can read a wonderful inspiring book And they go, oh, that's wonderful. I get it. That's it. But it still doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Because there are powerful, unconscious assumptions that sabotage us.
1: Mm. Well, absolutely. I, I think there isn't really much in the culture, in our education system, and in business that encourages us to think of abundance. So let's maybe examine some of these assumptions. What would you say is the first assumption, the most basic assumption that we all have, that we can actually challenge?
3: Well, the assumption of, of scarcity, for one thing, which is at the core of our, our um, economic theory, and the assumption of separation. Mm. And, and so quantum science is actually showing us what we, h- how we are related to all of all that is and this is quantum entanglement and it it shows also that we have uh, the ability to create our reality through the power of our consciousness this is this is what we say through the power of our consciousness, and that 's the observer effect and so this is this is hard science that is shifting the, from the Newtonian um, science that we 've all been raised in and and the Darwinian belief in in separation which leads to co- to Competition and and um, and survival of the fittest. See, all those are core assumptions that are underlie all of our business practices, and so we have a, a set of assumptions that are radically different, and that are in fact uh, backed up by quantum science, and actually are um, at the core of indigenous cosmology our work has to do with bringing how the the indigenous people see the world and relate to the world um and our our work is a synthesis of this quantum science and uh the indigenous way of knowing because they live in an interconnected world and um so uh let's see uh, the, the core assumption that we have is we live in a conscious loving universe there is only love, which is pretty radical for a lot of people because many people see so much of what we call not love. Mm. Uh, We resolve that paradox with um, with a, a second assumption, which is that the nature of that love. What we don't understand is the nature of that love that drives all things. And that is that it responds to our requests. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what are our requests? Well, we we say that our requests are our consciousness, and we divide our consciousness into what we call seven A's. And so we, um, and those seven A's are, Our our level of awareness, our assumptions, our attitudes, our attention, where we put our attention, what we are aligned with, what our action is, and and then stepping back and allowing this Mm -hmm. abundant, amazing universe to show up beyond anything we can fathom. So these are all things that we can choose on a day-to-day basis for how we live our lives. And once we understand that that is actually how we communicate with the universe, with uh, our reality, we can, if we have the the trust and the knowing, to actually walk it and do Mm -hmm. it and and hang in with it. You're saying some people have tried it and it hasn't worked. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe there's some doubt there. You know, it's not a full-on commitment to to walking it and knowing that the end result will be something we can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, well, and it reminds me of something I remember as a way people might connect this is have you ever had that experience where you get a new car and suddenly that's the car that you see everywhere or or you're you're pregnant and suddenly you just start noticing people that are pregnant, which you never noticed before. And that, in my understanding, is where you're putting your attention And the quantum universe, the quantum field brings into your awareness what you put your attention on. So if we put our attention on things that are uh, positive, we'll attract to our awareness things that are positive. Is that sort of an accurate way of saying what you're explaining?
2: Yeah, in a, in a, in a sense, you're, you're, you're also talking about alignment, in other words, let's, let's say you're pregnant, you begin to um, notice other pregnant people. It's, it's both your awareness and the fact that you've kind of aligned yourself with the universe of pregnant women. Which so that's is, um, an interconnectedness. It's, a it? it's an interconnectedness, right. Mm. So whereas previously your attention was elsewhere and you had not noticed, you would failed to notice, that there were you know, dozens of pregnant people in your community. Now your attention has gone there. If your awareness is there, and into your field of awareness come all these these um, pregnant ladies, which is one of my favorite things in the whole world. As a father of five kids, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, I bet. But. What, what, we're, what we're talking about here is actually—it's interesting. It's actually scientific. It's both scientific in the sort of the quantum physics sense, and it's also scientific in, in, the, in the psychological sense or the consciousness sense. It actually works. It is provable. It is replicable, just as in any other scientific discipline. If we put these principles into effect in our lives and as Connie always says we have to take them as absolutes the example you were giving earlier of someone who tried it and it didn't work Mm -hmm. yeah it's not like that you can't just sort of try it oh well i'll give it a shot you know and if it hasn't worked by lunchtime i quit it's (laughs) not going to work that way it's a process it's a practice it's not necessarily easy um we were Essentially, what's the word? We were immersed in a reality at birth that we grew up within. It's not that easy to step out of it and to identify those uh, essentially fear-based beliefs that literally sabotage us.
1: Well, and we know that a lot of our behaviors are based on what's below our consciousness. So Mm -hmm. for people who perhaps aren't having the success, would you suggest that they start doing their own kind of inner healing work, would that be a way that they could perhaps free some of that fear that they may not even be aware of?
2: Yeah. It's it's literally a practice that involves replacing fear-based thoughts and beliefs and attitudes and assumptions with trust. That's mm-hmm. the key word, trust.
3: And yes, right. Olympia. Olivia, I would say absolutely. It has to do with going inside and doing healing work uh, in our deep subconscious. Because our Mm -hmm. conscious mind is one thing, but what our heart did with our experiences is another. Our Mm -hmm. conscious mind was oriented to keeping us alive and 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 making us show up in the world as successful as okay, color me happy, you know, and mm-hmm. we stuffed all this stuff into our unconscious and and you 've hit red on the the very nub of it, and that is to 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 go inside and do that personal work and and move into self love self acceptance out of self doubt because the world reflects what we have on the on the inside, and and those those beliefs about ourselves and about the nature of the universe are, in fact, our request. Because this conscious loving universe has to show up to to show us these things. And that's its its job is to show us these things through the experiences that we have in our lives, so we can take those clues that, the, that, that other people are bringing us by reflecting our fear, circumstance, reflecting our fear so that we can move through it.
1: Wow, that's so incredible. And I think about some of the companies that are really doing so well these days, like Apple and Google. And I've heard them talking about creating an atmosphere of love and trust. So it it seems like this, as you said in the beginning, is great for the bottom line because um, people are so much more valuable now with technology and complexity. The human component in any business is so much more of an asset. And for those people to not be living in fear or, or separation, but to be working together, feeling interconnected, loving each other. I would think that would be great for business, would don't you?
3: Well, yes, Olivia, you're speaking of... Of a huge shift in consciousness that's happening on the planet. Okay, mm-hmm. these things are are coming forth. Our heart is opening. Things, businesses are moving that way because they're realizing that that they're they can they're bucking up. when they're not that they're bucking a flow of energy that that isn't any fun to be bucking anymore. You know, because it, it they were they were in alignment with an energy on the planet. And that energy has now shifted, so, into a field of love. It's, we say that it's shifted from a field of fear, that the earth was in a field of fear, and now it's moving, has, mo- is moving, has moved into a field of love. So you're saying Google oh. and Apple and all these people who want love in their, in their offices and, you know, in their relationships. I mean, nobody would be talking about that ten years ago. That would be, Taboo to be saying such things, but there's a, there's a there's a we call it the evolutionary leap in consciousness. So we can we can respond to that impulse in ourselves to to make that shift, to, to go where the brave dare not go, and and walk into this this vibratory level where where the magic lives, where there's more abundance than we can fathom.
1: Hmm. Oh, that's so inspiring, and I think we all those of us that work in the business world we know we're we're drawn to those kind of people who have this positive view and exude uh just love and charisma and and optimism and so i i can't i just can't imagine any better way to to really make your business successful and and i think when people work in places like that it carries through to their families and just permeates out into the society at large uh, it it has to be good for the planet so it, it totally makes sense
3: yes in fact um we have some friends uh who um Casey Sheehan who was uh see he was she CEO of Patagonia mm. he's now retired but he his wife, he came home one Christmas and told his wife that he had to fire a bunch of people before Christmas. And and they had been to India and had been through uh, the Diksha process, the oneness uh, process in India. Yeah. And yeah. his wife, Tara, asked him, she said, honey, are you coming from fear or are you coming from love? And he said, hmm, well, I'd say that's fear. So he went back to the office and didn't fire these people and Patagonia's bottom line went way up. Okay? Wow. This is a case in point. We actually have her on on YouTube talking about it. But this is a case in point. You have to do it to experience it. It has to you have to to walk over that line from doubt into total trust. And what we're giving are tools to understand the nature of the universe, what our requests are to this conscious, loving universe that quantum science is showing us. Quantum science can't prove that it's loving, okay? But Mm -hmm. indigenous way of knowing and how they relate to everything. When a deer comes into your path because you have a question and you're out for a walk and they know that that deer has come to to give you a, a lesson, you know, what's that all about? You know, it's all about love, that, that that the energies on the planet love us to bring us answers to our questions. And people are finding that now, that, that you know, like Murphy's Law, it used to be that the toast end, landed uh, butter side down. Well, now the toast is landing butter side up. So <laughs> all of a sudden we're like, whoa, something's different here. I can start to trust my own heart. I can start to act according to my heart and in, not in according to the expectations of a culture that is out of balance and collapsing anyway.
1: That's, that's for sure. So and I would argue too that if people try it. So my experience was I had a lot of resistance at first and I had to go inside and look at all my own History and why I believed to things that were based on scarcity and fear, but once I had some confirmation of the trusting piece and 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 putting out love and had it reinforced by receiving it back many fold, then it became a lot easier. wouldn't you say that if people can just give it a try and and be guided by what their fears are telling them perhaps? That that's where their inner work is. That it's not on the outside; it's really just on the inside. And if they follow the steps in your book and and really keep keep up with it, they'll start to see results that are re- reinforce their trust in the process. To use the word trust again.
3: Well, Olivia, you're you're really hitting you know really close to home when you when you're you're saying go inside and and heal and move beyond your inner fear. You know that's. To me, that's totally key, and and it's great to hear you bring it to that place beyond theory and beyond the external. And I just wanted to um, to bring out a, a key quote from Henry David Thoreau who um, many people know of this transcendentalist author. And, and he, he said something in his c- conclusion to Walden that, that we feel people can, can carry with them, that gives them clues to, to, to believing that what we're bringing with this trust frequency and these ten assumptions for a new paradigm are, in fact, something they can put their lives on. And that is, he says, I learned this at least by my experiment, that if one walks confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. He will put some things behind, will pass an invisible boundary. New, universal, and more liberal laws will begin to establish themselves around and within him, or the old laws will be expanded and interpreted in his favor in a more liberal sense, and he will live with the license of a higher order of beings. You see, a success unexpected in common hours, we can't imagine it. Mm okay it 's beyond anything we can imagine, so we can 't even put an intent on it because we, our whole intent is is conditioned by the, the the laws and the rules of this ball game okay we 're moving into another ball game, another level, another reality, another dimension. But it's here and now. It's bringing heaven to earth. It's it's in the physical. It has to do with our personal choices to open our heart and walk in alignment with all of creation through our personal choices.
1: Wow, that's so powerful. And does it is is he saying even many years ago? And what and what you're saying is that if we. All can do this, or most of us perhaps, there's some sort of a tipping point that we will become at all be in a different frequency and, and really be almost like a new evolutionary human. Is that
3: accurate? Absolutely. And the earth, see, the earth is moving into that frequency, so it's easy. It's what wants to happen. We're not bucking Mm -hmm. an old energy that's keeping us from acting from our hearts. We're actually moving into an energy that's drawing us forward. Okay. This this future is drawing us into our true humanity, which is these loving beings that that want to give and 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 be kind. It's just that these mm-hmm. systems have, have put us in a in a frame of mind that, that keeps us from that.
1: Wow. Well we have about four minutes left and I'm just thinking one of the things that I've done and I'd love to hear if you have other ideas. One of the things I I've done in the last few years is I've stopped watching negative news. I kind of read things and stay abreast of political issues just so I know where to vote, but I don't get pleasure or get immersed in negative news and, and get into all the nitty gritty just for the thrill of it. And I also avoid violence in the films and um, television and things like that. So that feels like it's helped me to, let go of some of the fear and scarcity. Do you have any other, what do you think of that, first of all? And then do you have other ideas for people who may want to really embrace this shift?
2: Well, yeah. One of the most important things one can do, one of the most valuable things one can do is cancel your subscription to the New York Times. Which (laughs) off. NPR even much as we all love nPR ultimately it 's that same old news and it 's ultimately lower vibration and depressing. It takes us down, do not watch Fox News and such uh, phenomena on television simply because of their vibratory the, the, the reportage has to do with a, a an entirely other reality from the one we are talking in. Talking about, And that's actually a totally illusory reality, but it's believed in. It's, it's a consensus reality that's been accepted by so many people that it, it has great apparent power. But in fact, it is a fear-based paradigm that's being very successfully spread across the world. And the only thing that we can do about that, I believe, individually is just stop it. Just make a choice. Don't do that. Don't have to go there. So that's step one. And so we have the seven A's, and we have them in a
3: sentence. And that, oh. Yeah, and that sentence is with expanded awareness and accurate assumptions, we choose our attitude, consciously direct our attention, align with our highest inner promptings with committed action, allowing the conscious, loving universe to manifest beyond our wildest dreams. Mm. So people can take these 7As and check them every morning, every noon, every night, in the grocery line, wherever. You can say, okay, the 7As, You know, where are my thoughts, where, where's my attention, like you've changed where you put your attention. You don't read that stuff. You don't watch it. You know, this is key stuff. You know, what am I aligned with? Am I aligned with my heart or am I aligned with with that consensus reality? We have the free mm. will to create our own reality. We must not forget that. Well, that's so
1: powerful. So we just have a couple seconds left. Can you just share perhaps where they might get more information, see that quote, see some positive things that will filled our minds with a lot of positive images
3: well they can go to our website of course the net, and and get our book and um Let's see. Uh, there are other uh, e- economies. You know, uh, Charles Eisenstein is doing sacred economics uh, where he's, he's emphasizing the gifting economy, okay, this mm. generosity, this gifting economy. I came from a family who gave the family fortune away to the mm. people of Maine in the form of parks and, and libraries and mountains, and, you know, they weren't hoarding. That's what sent me on this whole journey, you know, this whole Beautiful. concept of... Of hoarding uh, is we, we made it up, and we're stopping the abundant universe. So, um, and there's another uh, movement called the the earth dot net. Or .org. I think it's .net. Anyway, these are radical thinkers shifting from this, um, this reality, this economy based on scarcity and separation, into generosity, just exactly what, what the principles we were talking about with the top-line economics.
1: Wow, oh, beautiful. Well, it looks like we're about out of time. Connie and Andrew, thank you so much for being my guest today, and I hope you'll come back and visit me again.
2: All right, Olivia, thank you so much. Yeah, we'd love to. So this is fun.
1: You're welcome. Great. Thank you. So so for a full description of our next show or other upcoming shows, as well as access to all past shows and guest bios, please visit www.quantumbusinessinsights.com. I'm your host, Olivia Parrud, saying thank you for tuning in to Quantum Business Insights, and have a great week.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Quantum Business Insights. Please join your host, Olivia Parr-Rood, again next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel.